greetings in Jesus name welcome back to our wednesday night service wherever you are may the lord continue to bless you may the lord continue to reveal himself to you every time we see god every time we experience him now there is a mandate upon us to manifest him to now represent him to now exercise dominion in the world around us Adam and Eve when they met God after their creation there was a mandate given to them and it was a mandate to now exercise dominion to subdue everything in creation and to exercise the dominion that is a natural result of every encounter that we have with the Lord and this past weekend we just had another beautiful encounter with the Lord we thank God for every man every woman every family every young person every businessman every minister pastor every person that caught that encounter from the lord and are now exercising dominion wherever the lord has placed you it is necessary it is essential for us to not just hear the word of god but now to get out and practice that word of god and to do that we have to come to the table of the lord prepared to let go prepared to change prepared to be corrected prepared to be helped prepared to even sometimes be disconnected from our comfort zones sometimes the blessings that the lord has given us can become the biggest reason for us to not obey the lord and in the case of abraham when god told him I need you to give up your Isaac. It could have been a normal conversation in his head saying, this is a blessing that the Lord gave me. Why would he ask me to give up the blessing that he himself blessed me with? Sometimes when the Lord gives you a blessing and then at a later point he wants you to get away from the blessing or keep a little bit of distance from that blessing, it is so that he can do greater things. so that he can multiply that blessing in a greater manner and so if you have any kind of comfort or convenience that you need to just lay at the feet of Jesus any kind of financial security that you're just holding on to emotional well-being that you're just holding on to you, you don't want to cross that extra threshold to push yourself and put yourself out there then today you need to come to the lord and be willing to give up your convenience be willing to give up what you deeply love and cherish in order to exercise the dominion that god has meant for you because it's going to be work it is going to be hard work it is going to be a lot of pruning it is going to involve a lot of preparation it is going to involve a lot of willingness in your heart to let go of things that are so important for you and you have to now begin to cling to things that are important for god and if we refuse to be discouraged when the lord gives us an instruction and a blessing for the next season of our life and moves us from where we are to a new dimension then we will be able to see the goodness of the land we will be able to see the fruit of everything that the lord has planned for us that the lord has prepared for us i cannot proceed without first thanking my spiritual father our spiritual parents who have been laboring in the lord to bring us these exciting revelations if it was not for their constant pursuit of the heart of god if it was not for their constant intercession for you and for me we would have been orphans who that are left to fend for themselves but we thank god for his great mercy and love towards us our parents in the lord our prophets they are a demonstration of god's love and his mercy towards us god doesn't want us to fail god doesn't want us to give up God doesn't want us to live life in a substandard quality and that is why he has given us an example and a role model in our spiritual parents and our prophets 
we thank god for the study of the book of ephesians we've been learning so much and today we are going to go a little further ephesians chapter 4 and we are resuming from verse 7 let me read this next four verses however he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of christ that is why the scriptures say when he ascended to the heights he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people notice that it says he ascended which clearly means that christ also descended to our lowly world and the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself and all of god's people said an amen we are studying what jesus did for us we are studying how our identity is transformed because of our being plugged into the church we are studying what are the important things that we need to know because we are part of this one body of christ last week we took time to understand the different types of oneness that we need to have a revelation about so that we can have a deeper unity within the church we studied about the one body that we are we studied about the one holy spirit that is filling all of us then we studied about the one glorious hope that each and every one of us have then there is one lord jesus who is lord over all of us one faith one baptism and the one god and father of all who is over all and in all and living through all so this is the context to what we are reading today and paul says this is the oneness that we need to live in this is the oneness that we need to desire for this is the oneness that has to be our portion and it has to become our foundation and yet when we move on and read the next verse apostle paul brings in a condition he says however but there is a different equation to the same oneness he says however he has given each of us a special gift each and every one of us are given a unique and a different gift yes we need to pursue oneness yes these are the seven areas where we are one where we have oneness in our faith in our baptism in our submission to the lord in our being children to the same god and father yes these are areas of oneness however there is an area of difference there is an area of diversity which is that each of us we've been given a special gift a unique gift there has been given a special grace a special ability to each of us it is necessary that we identify what is the grace that is being given to me and this grace it is very much connected to our assignments here on the earth it is very much connected to the specific callings that the lord will give each of us the lord will not call us to something that he has not given us the grace to complete the grace to accomplish and this grace is sometimes going to be in contradiction to our natural skill sets or abilities naturally you may be an introvert but when the grace comes upon you that will be for people and you may be expected to stand before hundreds and thousands of people you may be expected to teach them you may be expected to work with them so at this point we can't give the excuse that we are unable to do certain things we are unable to do a business we are unable to do a church ministry or we are unable to become the image the express image of our father no when you come into this ministry when you submit to our father in the lord you automatically now begin to receive the grace that is upon his life 
and now everything that you thought you cannot do till today you are able to do you have the capacity to do it you can't limit yourself to your natural abilities you can't limit yourself to what you couldn't do in your history in your past because now there is a gift that is given to you there is a grace that is given to you as much as this grace is unique there is also a measure of this grace it says that each of us we have been given a grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ i want you to get this very well the bible says the measure of this grace is compared to the gift of Christ the generosity of Christ how big was this uh, sacrifice when god gave us his son according to the same measure the grace has been given to us according to the same measure the ability has been given to us you know that god spared nothing absolutely nothing when he gave up his only begotten son for you and for me and the bible says in the same manner with the same intensity with the same weightage now he has given us this grace let me read out romans chapter 8 and verse 32 the bible says since god did not spare even his own son okay but gave him up for all of us won't he also give us everything else that we need won't he give us the anointing that we need to thrive here on this earth won't he give us the grace and the giftings and the abilities that we need to represent this jesus and to live for this jesus and to glorify this jesus here on the earth all the financial resources all the physical abilities all the emotional relational capabilities that you need to exercise this dominion it is already made available to you the problem with so many of us is not that god has not given us the grace it is that we have not identified that grace we have not located that grace we have not understood how god is going to use certain people in our lives to now expose that gift that is already inside of us to bring it out to bring it forth that is where we lack and we thank god for the stream we thank god for our leaders that are constantly teaching us and constantly driving us to a place where we are challenged to manifest the grace that is inside of us to release to reveal to expose what god has already given us each of us we have a special ability each of us we have a unique grace and obviously we are not meant to be copies of each other for some of us the lord has given us a divine mandate for ministry in certain places some of us the lord has given us a mandate to raise businesses in certain places some of us the lord is going to give you a mandate to start schools and colleges that are going to educate the people of god the children of god in a certain manner to some of you the lord is going to give you a mandate to create movies and media that is going to be a blessing to this generation to some of you the lord will give you a mandate to rise up into the even in the political arena and create a change at the highest form at the highest levels to some of you the lord is going to give you a mandate to go to the poor and the most hurting people of the society and use the resources that god will give you to raise them up to strengthen them to build them up you need to identify the grace that is upon your life as much as it is true that we are one we have one body we have the one lord jesus the one faith the one baptism the one holy spirit the one hope the one god and father of all who is in all and working through all we need to remember that we also have a very unique and a specific grace a specific gift and this gift it is in measure it is in the same amount as the measure of christ's gift reading verse 7 one more time 
However, he has given each one of us a special gift and it is through the generosity of Christ. He has given each of us a special grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. We are so thankful to the Lord for this today. We are so blessed that we have a special grace, that each of us, we have a special anointing, a special ability. We thank you, Lord, for you're going to help us manifest it in Jesus' name. Now we move on to understanding the nature of this gift, the nature of this grace and how we receive this grace from the Lord. Read verse 8 with me. It says, That is why the scriptures say, When he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. This is a revelation to us about Jesus, how he ascended, how he went up high. And when he went up high, there were some things that he accomplished with his elevation. It is the ascension of Jesus that assures our blessing. The fact that he went to be with the Father. Just before he was crucified, he spent time teaching his disciples and he told them, it is good for you that I go. It is good for you that I leave, that I depart from here because when I go, when I am glorified, when I go back to be with my Father, I will send you the Comforter. I will send you help from above. The Holy Spirit's presence would come only when Jesus, he takes his rightful place. In the book of John chapter 7, verse 37, 38 and 39, you would see a description about this. Jesus, he's crying out, saying, anybody who is thirsty, let him come to me and drink from me. For those who drink from me, will manifest the reverse of living water from their belly will flow reverse of living water and the author john he adds something else in the bracket there in verse 39 he says now the river that he was talking about it was about the presence of the holy spirit and the holy spirit had not yet been given because jesus had not yet been glorified in other words he had not yet been ascended. He had not yet gone back to the Father. But as soon as Jesus ascended, when he was glorified, when he was elevated, there was a blessing that was released to the rest of his people. There was a blessing. There were gifts that were released to the body of Christ. And here it says, when he ascended on high, there is a great value to the ascension of Jesus. There is a great value to what he accomplished by going back to be with his father. Now, as much as this was a physical event that happened in the past, the ascension of Jesus is something that we can still do with our worship, with our honor, with our praise, with our adoration for Jesus. Every time we glorify him, Every time we magnify Him, every time we elevate Him, there is a particular blessing that is released. The Bible says when the Son is lifted up, the Father, He draws all men to Himself. So it is important that we constantly glorify Jesus because when He is glorified, He brings gifts for His people. When he is glorified, the Holy Spirit is poured out afresh. When he is magnified, when he is glorified, there is a blessing for the church. There is a blessing to the lost. There is a blessing to the world around us. Now, we don't just want Jesus to return back on the last day. We also want to cause more glory and honor to be to his name every day of our lives. Because the Bible says, all of this was possible, this specific grace that was given to us, it was possible because he ascended on high, because he went to the place that is the highest of all. Now, even in our natural environment, there are names that are magnified, there are things that are glorified, there are those things that are getting the most amount of glory and attention and honor. 
and whenever we come together as a church our job is to elevate jesus above every one of those other names it could be the name of a coronavirus sickness it could be the name of a particular celebrity that is trending in your city it could be the name of those politicians that are doing certain things to draw out more supporters but when you gather together as a church you and i we need to glorify jesus above all of them our sacrificial giving our altars that we build the way that we worship god it has to elevate the name of jesus above every other name in our city above every other name in our community and what happens as a result of his ascension is very powerful it says in ephesians chapter 4 verse 8 that is why the scriptures say when he ascended to the heights he led a crowd of captives along with him which means he didn't ascend alone he took a crowd of people that were originally captives that were just uh, slaves to sin slaves to their environment slaves to their past slaves to their masters the lord when he ascended he took this crowd of captives along with him now this includes all those in the old testament that followed god that obeyed god and they sacrificed they worshiped god with a foreshadowed understanding about jesus and it is true that they are also among the crowd of captives that have been elevated that have been part of their ascension along with jesus's ascension but don't you know that you and i our position also got shifted now we are no longer seated in earthly places where are we seated we are seated with christ in heavenly places and how did that happen it happened because jesus was elevated jesus was glorified you should remember this the glory of jesus the magnification of jesus the elevation of jesus is in fact your elevation too when you magnify him in your city when you magnify him in your home when you magnify him in spite of all the struggles and the temptations and the problems that you face when you continue to elevate jesus that is making way for your own elevation as well that is making sure that you climb the mountain along with him that you go up the hill along with him The Bible says when he did go up high he didn't go up high alone he took a crowd of captives along with him I believe that your past is no longer going to keep you captive to your environment I believe that your offices your work commitments your commitments to your relationships your friends all of those things will not be able to hold you down anymore because when you're connected to this jesus when you're ascending with this jesus you are now seated with him in heavenly places we live here on the earth with that understanding that we are not seated here we are not planted here we are not rooted here our home is in heaven our identity is in the things of heaven our relationship with god is a a heavenly relationship we function on the earth with a heavenly vantage point from a heavenly perspective from a heavenly viewpoint that is why apostle paul told us in colossians 3 think about things of heaven because no longer are you part of this earth now you are living in heaven every day of our lives we are citizens of heaven so now you need to make sure your mind is full of things of heaven you think like a heavenly being you think like somebody who is living in the courts of god in a heavenly place you think like someone who is reigning with jesus who is seated in heavenly places along with jesus christ if jesus is seated in a place of honor in a seat of glory then you are seated right there along with jesus 
that is our identity that is our uh, destiny that is our significance that is who we are in the spirit realm because when jesus ascended he did not ascend alone he led a crowd of captives along with him to take his place to sit with him and rule and reign with him the scripture ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8 it reads that is why the scriptures say when he ascended to the heights he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people and he gave gifts as a result of that elevation not only did we get elevated but with our elevation now we received a particular gift a particular grace a particular ability as long as you are part of your parents house as long as you are part of the community that you are living in you are limited but as soon as you get repositioned to a higher place you receive a particular grace and a gift to function from that heavenly place to now exercise dominion over the world that you've been given access into now what is interesting for us to note here is that apostle paul he is uh, quoting from the old testament he is quoting psalm 68 and verse 18 where it says that you have ascended on high you have led this crowd of captives but there is one tiny little detail that is different in the old testament which apostle paul explains differently in the new testament in the old testament it says that you have received the gifts from men but when apostle paul when he is recoating that same scripture he says when jesus ascended on high and when he elevated us when he took this crowd of captives along with him not only did he receive gifts from them now he gave gifts to them now i don't want to start a theological debate here wondering whether paul got it wrong or the old testament psalmist they got it wrong i think and i believe that both of it is correct that not only will jesus when he is ascended and he leads us along with him not only will he give us gifts but he will also receive gifts from us in other words the dominion that we exercise the work that we do with the abilities that he gives us the ministry that we do all of it has to be an acceptable offering to the lord jesus all of it has to be for bringing a smile on his face it cannot be so we can become rich it cannot be because we want to do something great with our business no it the purpose the goal of all kingdom work whether you are serving in the church outside the church you're running your own business you're running your own school whatever work you do you have to do it as a gift to the lord jesus as much as you receive a gift from him you receive grace from him you're now giving this gift back to him you're now turning it around to say god this is all for your glory this is our gift to the lord jesus it is only when we have an attitude like that that we are legal recipients of the gifts of god because if we are going to be using the abilities and the grace that he gives us only to further our own ambitions or our own agendas and we have no interest in submitting our will our ambition to god's will then we are greatly deceived in the old testament we read the story of eli and his sons the bible says that these guys would use the gift the grace that god gave them to be the priest in the nation they would use this gift and this ability and this grace to now become fat to further their own agenda to increase in their own prosperity and then when god sent a man of god to speak and address this issue god said because you've dealt with me like this i'm going to cut you away from that grace from that gift from that calling of becoming a priest whenever we use the giftings and the graces that god has given us for our own purposes and not for the glory and the purposes of god we discontinue 
or we disconnect ourselves from that grace now that grace stops to work for us that gifting or that special ability may still be there but not the grace so you may have perfection but not excellence you may have great riches and great money and all of that but not the blessing of god and that is why we need to not just pursue for results or outputs we need to pursue favor we need to pursue the grace of god in our lives the bible says when he ascended when he went to the place that is on high he led the captives along with him and as a result of each of us being seated with him in heavenly places he gave gifts to all of his people now the same gifts that he gave to us we give it back to him we use it in a manner that it brings glory and honor to him reading the next verse ephesians 4 verse 9 notice that it says he ascended Now this clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. See there is a implication that is made here that for Christ to be ascended for him to be glorified for him to be magnified he did have to go through a process of humbling himself. Apostle Paul would explain this in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 onwards. you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had though he was god he did not think of equality with god as something to cling to instead he gave up his divine privileges he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being and he appeared in human form he humbled himself in obedience to god and died a criminal's death on a cross Therefore God elevated him to a place of highest honor and gave him the name above all of the names that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue would declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father you see the process of humbling himself that Jesus had to go through. Yes, he is glorified today. Yes, he is magnified. Yes, he is elevated. Yes, he is the name that is above every other name. But the process of humbling himself that Jesus had to go through can be compared to nothing else to no one else. There were three different dimensions where Jesus humbled himself. one was in heaven second was on the earth and third was under the earth in heaven before the angels before the father jesus was the one who was stripped of all heavenly duties responsibilities glory everything that he had everything that he could cling tightly to he had to let go of that and he was humbled in heaven second he was humbled here on the earth born in a manger in a very ordinary poor family with no earthly royalty or priesthood that he can cling to he was humbled here on the earth and the third place where he did humble himself was even under the earth because after his death jesus he couldn't ascend up to heaven for 3 days and 3 nights he was in the belly of the earth in a place called paradise in a place called sheol and for these 3 days it may actually look like the father he has forsaken his son but jesus continued to be faithful and jesus continued to humble himself even in that 3 days and the bible says because he humbled himself god the father he elevated jesus and gave him a name that is above every other name so that at that name of Jesus every knee on the earth will bow every knee on heaven will bow and every knee even under the earth will bow because these were the three different levels where Jesus was humbled 
and in the very same three dimensions where Jesus was humbled. The Bible says that every knee in those dimensions will now bow down to the name of Jesus. Willingly or unwillingly, they have to accept the Lordship of Jesus in all these three dimensions. This has so many important lessons for us, my dear friends, because the path to greatness is always through humility. The path to significance is through insignificance. The path to life is through death. When we understand the irony of it, we would be willing to submit and we would be willing to understand the process. We would be willing to go through the humbling in spite of knowing that I'm called for dominion, I'm called for greatness, I'm called for newness of life. When the Lord Jesus, when he called his disciples, he told them in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 26, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So Jesus is asking us to do the same thing that Jesus himself did. He set an example for us by being faithful in his suffering, being faithful in carrying his own cross, being faithful in his obedience to the Father. And now he tells us to deny ourselves, to constantly disconnect from our own selfish ways and selfish things. And then he says, you should pick up your cross, carry your own cross and follow after me. So there is a constant humility, constant humbling of ourselves that is necessary in order for us to follow after Jesus. Now, many people, they misinterpret this scripture to mean that Jesus wants us to suffer, that Jesus wants us to live poor and he wants us to live in sickness here on the earth. That is not true, my dear friends. He didn't ask us to carry a cross of sickness or shame or a sin. This is the cross that he already carried for us. If you read Matthew chapter 11, you would see the exchange that Jesus offered to us. I'm reading from verse 28. Then Jesus said, Come to me all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke, it is easy to bear, and the burden that I give you is light. In other words, the cross that you and I carry, it is not a result of sin, sickness, poverty, shame, guilt, all those things that we inherited from our forefathers. No, that is not the cross that we carry. The cross that we used to carry before our salvation, we have come to Jesus, we have given our burdens to him. That old cross, we have given it off to Jesus. Now he carried that cross of sin and shame and pain and poverty and guilt. What Jesus did is to take our burdens and in exchange, he first gave us rest. He first gave us peace. He gave us deliverance. He gave us a promise because of which we enter into our Sabbath. And now Jesus says, instead of your old burdens that you inherited from your fathers, I'm going to give you my yoke. My yoke is not the same like the yoke that you used to carry. The yoke that you used to carry, you couldn't bear the weight of it. You couldn't carry it. The yoke that I am going to give you is a yoke of teaching. It's a yoke that is going to teach you to be humble. It is a yoke that is going to make you gentle at heart. And it is going to bring you peace and rest in your souls. And Jesus explains in verse 30, Matthew 11 verse 30, he says, My yoke, it is easy to bear. My burden, it is light. Yes, there is a humility that is required for you to achieve this greatness. Yes, there is a humbling down of yourself which is required for you to experience such great elevation. Yes, there is a cup of suffering that you will have to drink to occupy places of honor and glory. 
when James and John, when they came to Jesus and asked for a seat on his left and right, the question Jesus asked them is, are you willing to drink of the cup of suffering that I am willing to drink? Do you think that Jesus actually wanted them to carry sin and sickness upon themselves? Absolutely no. They are incapable of doing that. There is only one who can truly carry our burdens, our shame, our weariness, and that is Jesus himself. But then there is a burden that he wants to give us, a burden that is going to make us humble ourselves, a burden that is going to make us prioritize our brothers and sisters over ourselves, a burden that is going to be about the nation, about the land that we are about to occupy, a burden that is going to be about the name of Jesus and the kingdom of God. And this is a burden that we are willing to sacrifice everything for. We will be willing to give up our money, our resources, the comfort of our homes. We would be willing to give up our relationships. We would be willing to give up the security of a job just to establish this dominion on the earth. We would be willing to make every sacrifices that is necessary in order to see this burden that God has given us, this yoke that he has placed upon us to see that manifest. If you believe that you're going to be doing great things for the Lord, then the prayer that you need to pray is give me the grace to drink of the cup that you have in store for me. Give me the grace to identify the cross that you want me to carry. Give me the grace to deny myself, to say no to what I want to do and instead embrace your will, to embrace heaven's agenda. Give me the grace, God, to not pursue after the things that I want to pursue, but to pursue after the things that you want me to pursue. Oh, that our prayers would change in this season. Oh, that our desires would change in this season. Oh, that our dreams will change in this season. For Jesus to ascend up to the heavens, he had to first descend into the belly of the earth. He had to descend away from the heavenly things. He had to descend away from the spiritual blessings. He had to disconnect even from his own father. And the beauty of the whole thing is that Jesus did it not for his benefit. He did it to obey the voice of the father. He did it because he loved his father. And now the same Jesus, he is calling you and me to carry our own cross, to live a life of self-denial, to live a life that pursues Jesus above everything else, pursues his glory above everybody else's, pursues his purposes over everything else. Do you know that God is not insecure? He doesn't mind giving you fame. He doesn't mind giving you blessings. He doesn't mind glorifying and elevating you. But the question is, are we ready for that? The question is, is our hearts ready for it? The question is, are we willing to descend before the elevation? The question is, are we willing to give up everything? Are we going to be that seed, the grain of wheat that falls to the ground and it dies it is buried so that it can grow, multiply and bear fruit. A fruit that is going to be manifold measures. Are we willing to be that grain of wheat? Are we willing to carry our own cross? Are we willing to take up the yoke of Jesus? Are we willing to take a yoke that is easy to bear and the burden that is very easy to carry? Are we willing to embrace this new lifestyle of not being attached to ourselves, not being attached to what we do, not being attached to our physical earthly commitments. I see a great wave coming, a great shift coming. I see a great elevation coming. I see a great blessing that is coming. I see a great inheritance that is about to be given to you. But there is going to be a test of our heart's desires, our heart's motives before we receive that great blessing. My prayer is that the Lord will find each of us faithful. There is absolutely no replacement for faithfulness. 
there is absolutely nothing that can take the place of humility the yoke that jesus gives us it teaches us how to be humble it teaches us how to be gentle at heart let's read the last verse for this evening's bible study this is verse 10 ephesians 4 verse 10 the bible says and the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself this jesus he didn't only descend but because of his willingness to descend he also ascended and it says the same one who descended is the one who ascended it was not a different person in the same body in the same physical nature jesus he ascended the bible talks about how mary met this ascending jesus on the way to the father and jesus he stopped mary from clinging on to him from touching him because jesus said i have not yet gone to the father what is important to understand here is that jesus he went to the father in his very physical form in his bodily form see when he existed in the heavens from the very beginning he was the word that was with god but now he is going to the father in his physical form in his bodily form just like jesus represented the father here on the earth now he represents humanity in heaven because there is a man the son of man who is seated at the right hand of the father he is representing our problems our issues our struggles before the father in heaven this jesus who ascended to the father in physical form in bodily form apostle john when he would see him in the book of revelation he would see him as the son of man and yet as a lamb that was slain this was truly a divine exchange because when he came down to us he brought divinity to humanity but when he went up and when he ascended back to his father he took his humanity to the divinity the reason i am emphasizing that is because the bible says the same one who descended see the descending was possible because jesus took on a human form which implies that the same human physical form is the one who ascended and is higher than all the heavens there is a representative of humanity in the highest place of heavens and paul further explains he says so that he might fill the entire universe with himself that he might fill all things that are physical there are things that are spiritual there are things that are in between the bible says this jesus this resurrected jesus this ascended jesus this glorified jesus this jesus who is still in human form the bible says this jesus one he ascended to a place above all the heavens and two he filled everything 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 with himself let me explain the significance of this if you go to ephesians chapter 1 and verse 23 we've already studied this so let's just revise it a little bit the bible says and the church is his body it is made full and complete by christ who fills all things everywhere with himself what we see here is a description of the church it's a description of you and me it says we the church we are his body okay we are his expression we are his physical body it says that we are made full and complete by christ because he fills us because he lives in us because he is manifesting to the world around us through us and then the bible says this church which is the body of christ which is an expression of jesus it has to be the same as jesus who fills all things everywhere with himself 
Now the logical implication of that statement is that just like Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, the ascended Jesus, he fills all of universe with himself by himself. Now the church, which is the body of that Jesus, the church, which is full and complete because of that Jesus. Now this church, it needs to fill all things everywhere with itself, which means that when we look into the world around us, there can be no area where the church should not or cannot have dominion. All things everywhere, we need to fill it with the church, with the presence of the church. Because when the church enters into an atmosphere, when you, a representative of the church, a member of that church, you go into a particular business, a particular line of work, a particular neighborhood, and you go in and you take dominion, what you're doing is you're filling that place with yourself, which means you're filling that place with the church, which means you're actually filling that place with the body of Christ. What we read earlier on is Ephesians 4 verse 10, which said, This same one who descended is the one who now ascended higher than all the heavens, so that the purpose of the ascension was so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. So let me say this, let me declare this as a prophecy, as a blessing over you. That today you will ascend, you will have elevation, you will go to the next level. But the purpose of that ascension is so that you can have dominion. It is so that you can now exercise uh, infilling you go and take up the territory you fill all things with yourself now do you understand why i asked you to first deny yourself to empty yourself to get rid of your ambitions to get rid of anything that you've carried from your forefathers because if you are going to be filling all things everywhere with yourself and it is all about your job and your family and your ambitions and your dreams, then it is definitely not something that is going to bring glory to God. But if your life is all about Jesus, if your life is all about bringing honor and praise and glory to God and fulfilling His divine purposes, His mandate here on the earth, and then when you go out there and you exercise dominion, you declare all things will be filled with the church. All things everywhere. We will take authority. We will subdue. We will reign. We will have the final say in Jesus' name. When we take over ground like that in all things everywhere and we fill it with ourselves, we fill it with spirit-filled Christians, we fill it with spirit-filled ways of doing business, we fill it with kingdom principles, we fill it with kingdom money and kingdom resources, it shouldn't be about ourselves. It shouldn't be about how this is going to bring benefit and blessing to us. It should be about how we can now bring heaven on earth. Jesus taught us to pray, let your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Every prayer that we pray, Jesus would expect us to now become the channels and the uh, vessels that will make those prayers come to pass. So it is not enough that we pray, let your will be done here on earth just as it is in heaven. It is also necessary that you see yourself as the extension of this ascended Jesus who has to now fill all things everywhere with his presence. This includes the pubs and the brothels in our city. It includes the politics and the academics of our nation. It includes the economics and the marketplaces of our city, of our land, that we take over dominion in every sector and we fill all things everywhere with himself. We already studied this when we were reading Ephesians chapter 1. And I just wanted to remind you one more time that this is the Jesus whom we serve. This is the Jesus whom we represent. We cannot be an expression of this Jesus and not exercise dominion. 
we cannot be an expression of Jesus and be a victim of our environment. We cannot be an expression of this Jesus and not have the same final authority and final say that Jesus has in the heavenly realm. I really hope that the Lord has been ministering to you as you are studying and reading the word along with me. I really hope that your confidence in what God is about to do through your life, it is restored, that you're willing to go back and do the hard work, do the diligent work required for your dominion, diligent work required for your elevation, the diligent work that is required for you to experience that ascension along with Jesus. Let's quickly revise what we studied tonight. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7, 8, 9, and 10. We began by understanding that each of us, we have been given a unique gift, a unique grace. That grace is the same as the generosity of Christ. That grace is in the same measure as how God gave us Jesus. The Bible says that is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Which means that Jesus, he ascended with us. He took us along with him when he ascended. He didn't just go up alone. And as a result of us being ascended, being seated with him in heavenly places, he gave us gifts. Now the question is, are we ready to give the gift back to him? Are we ready to use it for His glory and for His honor? Can we turn it around to make it a gift back to Jesus? Verse 9 it says, When it says He ascended, it also implies that He in fact originally descended into our lowly world. He descended in the heavens, He descended on the earth, and He descended even under the earth. And wherever He descended, Wherever he humbled himself, there the Father gave him authority, gave him a name. And every person, every knee on all these three realms will now need to bow down before the name of Jesus. Why? Because he was willing to descend. He was willing to humble himself. So we studied how it is important for us to humble ourselves, how we need to give up our burdens and our fears and our sins and our struggles to Jesus and instead receive from him his burden, his yoke, because his burden, it is light. His yoke, it is easy to carry. And when we are willing to carry his burden and his yoke, it will require a certain level of dying to ourselves. We have to deny ourselves in order to carry that cross that is given to us. And the reason that is important is because the same one who descended is also the same one who ascended into the highest of heavens. And the result of that elevation is that he fills all things everywhere with himself. The implication is that you and I, we can now exercise dominion on earth just like it is in heaven. We fill all things everywhere with ourselves. And that is why we took time to strip ourselves off of all the selfish ambitions, of all the patterns of thinking and living that we inherited from our forefathers. Now, we are ready to exercise dominion for the glory of God in order to bring Him praise and worship throughout the ages to come. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this beautiful nighttime. We thank you for the revelation of your scripture that enables us to walk in the dominion that we were called for. We receive the grace to walk in supernatural grace in this season. We know that when we receive your burden, it teaches us. When we receive your yoke, it helps us to be humble and gentle. And we know that there is no replacement for humility. There is no replacement for faithfulness. And so we pray that you will find us faithful you will find us useful. You will find us beneficial for your glory and for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. It is time for us to pray one more time. It is time for us to seek the face of God one more time. Let's 
leave everything else. Let's leave aside our personal agendas and let's cling to the heart of God and let's pray. Let's seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Let our prayers be all about how can we bring glory and honor only and only to you. Thank you for tuning in today. May the Lord bless each and every one of you. We will see you once again on Sunday morning. Until then, be filled with the shalom of God and exercise dominion wherever you go.